I'm Shadi Champagne. Welcome to my show. I'm Shadi Champagne. Where we dream and lift each other up. I'm Shadi Champagne. Love is the answer. Grace is the way. We're anchored in hope. The Shade Champagne Show. And we keep the faith, entertainment, education, inspiration. Shade Champagne, Shade Champagne. Welcome to the Shade Champagne Show. a brand new episode of Sade Champagne Show on Grind Hard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. My theme song was produced by Alberto Morello, recorded and mixed by The Quakes, and written by me. For this week's episode, I have a very special guest. Ryan Hagen is a recording artist and songwriter discovered by Beyonce and Destiny's Child vocal coach and producer Kim Wood Sandusky. In less than three years, Ryan has garnered international attention and shattered music industry norms, having been called the up-and-coming pop music sensation by the L.A. Wire and a name that listeners should watch out for by, N- by NY Weekly. In a feature article, ABC News said Hagen is on the verge of international acclaim. His newest single, Don't Me Stop, is his third collaboration with Grammy-nominated multi-platinum producer Brian Todd of 2220 Records. The new record dropped on April 9th with a remix EP and music video following it up on April 16th. His previous singles, You Deserve Better and Reset, both received radio airplay and soared as high as number seven on the UK radio charts, Music Week Commercial Pop Top 30, Upfront Top 30, and Black Music Top 20. I have to give him a very special introduction. Please help me welcome Ryan Hagen. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hey, Shade, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I want to share with everyone how we got connected on Instagram through a hilarious meme page. And (laughs) it's so funny. Now you're here on my radio show, and I just really connected with you and your music and just your personality and just your beautiful heart. Yeah, thank you so much. It was absolutely um, I feel like supposed to happen that way. <laughs> it was just mm-hmm. <laughs> um, kind of one of those uh, God things. I feel like you know bringing people together, and uh, yeah, just like you said, I I saw your page and saw all of the amazing things that you're doing, and just uh, had a look into your life, and I was like, wow, this is somebody I've got to connect with. So yeah, absolutely hilarious, but also so thankful for it. <laughs> Me too. So, Ryan, how did you first get your start in music and performing arts, and when did you know that you wanted this to be your life? Yeah, I got my start in music actually in church. Um, I was younger, you know, kind of getting at that age where they start to get you in the youth choir and that sort of thing, and somebody just said, wow, you actually have a voice, and I never had thought of myself in that way. Um, So I really 
started using my voice um, in the church and um, starting to, you know, get exposure performing in front of people. And um, I, I, I guess I always really sort of just saw that as the venue that I would, I would use it in. Um, mm-hmm. Got off into college and life took me, you know, in a direction um, going into corporate America and that sort of thing. And I was feeling very unfulfilled. And um, it just seemed like every time I tried to go away from music and that creative aspect of my life, it tracked me down. It sought me. Um, And so I feel like God really put me in multiple positions uh, in which, Mm. you know, I was faced with Mm -hmm. the crossroads of, you know, do you want to go this comfortable route or do you want to go the courageous route? And I feel like there is no such thing as, you know, having both. So I think, um, you know, it was just over time that it really just beat on me. Um, I got into some songwriting circles here in Nashville and really, you know, kind of just opened myself up to the possibility of it and the Mm. energy and the fulfillment that I get out of, you know, expressing my creativity and singing and writing. That's when I knew I was like, I have, I have to pursue this. This is my calling. So Mm. um, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the long and the short of it. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, too, you have such a beautiful voice, like the texture and the tone of it. I could listen to it all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. It's so interesting. I don't I don't even know where it's come from. Honestly, nobody in my family really is musical. So it's just something that I feel like is a, a God-given gift, and I just try to honor that as best I can by expressing it. So that's uh, – Mm-hmm. quite the compliment coming from you. So thank you. You're so welcome. As a creative and performing artist, how are you navigating your way through the pandemic and what advice and words of encouragement, Ryan, would you give to other aspiring and up and coming songwriters and creatives and artists during this time? Yeah, that's such a great question, Shade. Um, I feel like the one thing that has helped me is just taking it day by day. Um, I think Mm -hmm. we can get wrapped up in the past. We can get wrapped up in what is to come in the future, but really just staying focused in the present moment and just taking every minute as it is has helped me stay in the present. It's helped me um, eliminate a lot of the anxiety and the worry. And I notice that when I do have an anxious energy about me, it's because I'm focusing on what I don't know is coming or what has already happened Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, worried about. So uh, Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like just staying present. um, One thing that's really helped me is meditation. Um, I feel like that Mm -hmm. has really been able to allow me to connect to my own body and to sense when there's something within me that needs to be released. Um, And Mm. of course, prayer, um, of course, releasing and giving things, to God, I think is is an extremely important part of what's helped me get through and navigate the pandemic, um, and also just allowing myself to accept what is. You know, the reality is that right this very second, there's just not an opportunity for me to do a, a tour or live music, or there's not a lot of venues for me to go perform, and and that's okay. Even though that's kind of my heart song and what I love to do. I accept that mm-hmm. as it is right this second. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I just, I think that's allowed me to experience the 
season that we're in with non-judgment and just to be grateful for what I do have right right now. Um, mm. As far as advice I would give to artists and songwriters is is just that it would be, you know, listen, there's there's an element of this. Um, moment in time that we're in that we don't have control over what's going on right now. Uh, that's scary. You know, as human beings, I think we like control. I think we like to put our hands around the situation and, and mold mm-hmm. it into what we want. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just not the nature of the beast right now. You know, we are in a, mm-hmm. a, a, a time where we can choose to be hopeless or we can choose to accept and to look at the situation with hope. And I think there are a lot of really neat things that are going on. Um, and so mm-hmm. I would just say keep grinding, you know, keep writing, keep having fun, enjoying what you're doing, not worrying about what you don't have yet or what you think you should have or what should have happened in the past or all that. I think it's just expressing your gratitude um, through enjoying the gift that you have right now. And enjoying that is, I feel like, the way that we'll all make it through this. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. I was getting ready to write down something you said. It was so quote-worthy, and I'm going to definitely get it down where you said, we can choose to be hopeless or accept what is right now and see the hope in it. I was like, oh, that's a whole bar right there, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and it's so oh. true. It's so true. Uh, oh, my gosh, I love that. Talk about your brand-new amazing song that I loved, and I shared it on my social media last night. Don't let me stop. Yeah. How did this song come about? And share with us about this song and this music video. Yeah, well, being in pop music, I think it's there's a seductive aspect to repeating kind of the same old stuff. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of sex, drugs, and money that we could always sing about and talk about, and there's there's something kind of appealing to that and fun and all of that. And maybe there's a time and a, a space for that, but for me, what I've really felt called to do is be more authentic about, um, you know, my experiences. And I believe mm-hmm. that as human beings, we have a lot of shared experiences and connection. And one of those I feel like is there's a fear when it comes to intimacy and love. And so mm-hmm. when um, Brian flipped on the mix and we were we were kind of just racking our brains like, okay, what are we going to write about? What's going to come out? You know, the thing that I feel like God put on my heart was, you know, just be real. Just tell your story and just be, you know, true. And so one of the things that I've experienced, and I've now, I have to be honest, I've been on both sides of this, is, mm-hmm. you know, in a romantic situation, the past can haunt us. And I think mm-hmm. it is very um, intimidating to open up and be vulnerable with um, mm-hmm. uh, a partner. And so there's the temptation, I think, to want to run and to bail because when things start to get real, that's when the intensity can dial up in us. And so I thought, how about I just be honest? You know, there are times where that happens with me. And like mm-hmm. I said, I've been on both sides of that, and that has happened to me, um, you know, mm-hmm. on the other side with the other person. But, um, yeah, I think that is really the the idea of where the song comes from and kind of like an honest plea, you know, um, to the other person saying like, Hey, don't let me do this, you know, be in this with me. Don't let me stop love because Mm. I really, I believe in it. I believe in you. I love you. And I need your partnership in this to help 
make this work. So um, mm. it's kind of an idea of opening up and, and, and sharing that weakness with somebody. It's the mm-hmm. idea that, um, you know, being candid with somebody instead of just ghosting or running out on them is, is mm-hmm. there's a lot more honor in that. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of those themes came out, I feel like, and um, I wanted to blend some truth with, you know, a pop styled song. Mm-hmm. Mhm, mhm, and I think that's what's so cool with your music is, you know, like you said, with the pop style, with a little bit R&B, you know, flair in there as well. You can hear the storytelling in your song and the authenticity in your voice and in what you're sharing. And even in the music video, it's so cool too because it's like at first you're looking way more like like kind of like where you're present, like you're physically there, but where you're not mentally and emotionally there, not allowing yourself, like you said, to really go deeper with the person. And then it's so cool to see as the song is going on and within the music video where you're getting even more connected and you're opening up more. And I thought that was so cool. And you start to express that humanity even more and and allowing allowing yourself to feel that range of emotions in that love as opposed to just saying, like, I'm going to be robotic in this. I'm not going to fully allow myself to experience this and open up. And so I thought that was cool how you expressed that in the music video too. Yeah, Sam Wilmer, the director, is just a genius. And the way that he was able to help me tell that story visually, he did such a beautiful job. And, and you're right, and that was I'm so glad that you picked up on that. Um, mm-hmm. and intuited that video, that, that is how we wanted it to come off, is that there was this part of me that's kind of disconnected. And uh, in mental health, there's this idea of dissociation, which is almost like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, not, you're detached from your body and you're not even experiencing what's going on. And I think that's what mm-hmm. happens when those fears ratchet up in us. And uh, there's mm-hmm. no, <laughs> there's no mirror like a love mirror, you know. And you get mm-hmm. in a situation where somebody's presenting your reflection back mm-hmm. to you, and it's so e- it's so much easier. The cheapskate way is just to bail and to to run. And like I said, I have to own that I've done that, and I also have the pain of, of that being done to me. Um, and so I was like, okay, how do we? how do we tell this story? And that was um, one of the ideas was, okay, we're going to kind of create this dream state, you know, and it almost can feel like you're dreaming, you know, when those, those emotions start to ratchet up in you. And mm-hmm. yeah, towards the end, it really starts to, to solidify. So yeah, I, I, uh, I'm so glad you picked up on that. Mm. Well, good news for our audience. We are about to play, don't Let Me Stop live on air. Ryan, may you please introduce your amazing new song so we can play it for our listeners. Absolutely. This is Ryan Hagen, and you're listening to my new single, Don't Let Me Stop. There's some smoke in the air. Told you I didn't care. I don't know why I do all the lines, then I start up a fight. Tell me that we're good Yeah, I'm swinging, it goes, and I know I should let it go. Don't wanna let you go. Oh, it's selfish, I hate it. I wish I could change it now. Help me change it now. I wanna start to fall in love again. Don't wanna stop before it begins. 
Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm here with recording artist and songwriter Ryan Hagen. So, Ryan, what else are you working on, and what do you have coming out in the near future? I have a, a several projects that I'm actually working on right now um, that are collaborative, uh, which is really, really fun for me. I have done a lot of my most recent work has just been me solo. And that's fun, of course, as well, but um, I've actually branched out. I've got writers in L.A., New York, and uh, even here locally in, in Nashville where even some mm-hmm. cross-genre type of stuff. Um, so there's some really cool things brewing. Um, you know, I'd, I'm wow. not prepared to uh, release any details just yet because um, some okay. cool things are still kind of uh, materializing. Under but, yeah, I, I've. I've got some rights um, that are – I'm just really excited for the future. Let me just put it that way. There's some neat stuff coming out. <laughs> well, that means y'all got to stay tuned 
to Ryan Hagen's social media and staying updated with him so you can be on the know when everything is coming out. (laughs) So how how important is it to not compare yourself to others and stay true to yourself, Ryan? Oh, man. Um, I am the, (laughs) I am the worst at this. And so I have to tell myself every day, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, I get so wrapped up in wanting to be somewhere that I'm not. And I Mm, think that mm -hmm. if I don't bloom where I'm planted now, then I'll never be able to aspire and get to where it is that I have goals mm-hmm. set for. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's such an, a, a tempting thing to see someone, uh, maybe this is even just like human instinct, uh, to see someone and to sort of evaluate the way they look and how many followers they have and how they sound when they sing or how they look when they mm-hmm. model, or, you know, what, what awards they've won. Um, and to go, well, why don't I have that? <laughs> and what's interesting mm-hmm. is to remember that there are tons of people on the other side of that that look at you or me or whatever, and they go, well, why don't I have what they have? You know, so it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a cycle. You know, there are people that look at me and, and think those things, and, and I look at other people and think those things. I think we'll always be doing that if uh, we're not careful. Um, so I think it is very important to be conscious of, you know, and be honest about it <laughs> when we're doing it. That's the only way to overcome mm-hmm. it. Um, and, yeah, it is it is a very tempting thing to want to do that. But um, you know how it is. It's just uh, the nature of the virtual world that we're living in with the pandemic right now. Social media is, is mm-hmm. really big, TV, movies, and uh, just having an awareness, I think, is the first place to start with it and being able to release mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, have a curiosity about it. You know, why am I wanting all these things that that person has? What is it that I'm not giving myself right now? You know, what is it that I'm not being thankful for that I have right now? Um, So starting Mm. in gratitude can be a way to overcome that. Mm -hmm. And that's so funny to hear you say that, and I'm sure for the listeners as well, because this goes to show once again that we can never judge a book by its cover or think that we have people pegged because, looking at you and listening to you, you know, obviously you have great music, you're very talented, but you're also very handsome too. And so you definitely could model, obviously. And so you wouldn't think to yourself like, oh, Ryan's dealing with these insecurities too, because look at him and and, and then also listen to how he sounds and then he's talented too. And so I don't see what the the issue is. (laughs) And so that shows you that you never know what is actually happening within the heart of a person and what they could be struggling with or processing through as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been blessed to meet a lot of, you know, quote unquote, A-list celebrities. Uh, Some of them have Mm -hmm. become friends. You know, I know lots of models and actors and and creative people that are doing big things right now. And Mm -hmm. I will tell you without exception, all of them struggle with this. So even the biggest Mm -hmm. names and people that are out there, um, to your point, never judge a book by its cover. We're all battling against wanting something that we don't have. You know, um, Mm -hmm. so whether it's looks or talents or whatever, it's just I think starting in gratitude and being grateful and thankful for what you have now is the way to overcome that because you are your superpower. There's nobody else Mm -hmm. ever going to be just like you. And so accepting Mm -hmm. that as the gift and and taking that and running with it, I think, is how we we overcome that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this um, a little while ago when you were answering another question. And so I want to know, how do you stay balanced while being on social media? Yeah, I think the um, the thing that I just allow myself to feel however it is that I'm feeling that day, if I'm not in tune with, you know, if I get searching for things or looking at things and it, it, it sets me off, I I step away from that. I don't push myself to keep going. Um, and and mm. I think also be allowing yourself to detach from people. I mean, I hate to say this, if you have to unfollow or mute somebody that is mm-hmm. triggering you because they're not healthy um, or mm-hmm. it's somebody that you have a relationship with that's not in the place that you want it to be, you know, there's all kinds of little things that I think if we're all honest can can really trigger us. And it's okay to put those on the back burner for your own mental health and well-being. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I I have experienced moments where I do have to step away from it uh, for a day or two. Um, You know, it's also stepping away from accounts or, or, or people or reminders or things that just aren't, you know, serving me in that moment. Um, So that, Mm -hmm. that is definitely a practical thing that I do. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I, I mentioned meditation is a huge part of what helps keep me mm-hmm. grounded. Um, mm-hmm. it, it brings me back to my body. It allows me to feel what's going on in my body. Uh, I know if my stomach is tightening up one day, that could be anxiety or something that's got to be released. Um, so just, mm-hmm. and I believe me, used to be the biggest skeptic about those kinds of things. I used to think it was woo-woo. That kind of stuff <laughs> has come back into my life, and I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it has changed my life. So I would just encourage yeah. anybody that's looking for or searching for, you know, uh, techniques or ways to stay grounded um, during the pandemic, I would say that's my biggest uh, suggestion and recommendation. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. So let's talk about another one of your awesome singles, You Deserve Better. Please tell us the story about this song. Oh, gosh. I feel like this song is about a thousand stories into one. (laughs) Um, I think we've all had that experience where we've really wanted somebody. You know, we really felt Mm -hmm. like, hey, we would be a perfect match. And they just, it was almost like, you know, they couldn't see us. You know, we'd walk into a a party or something, a, a restaurant, a bar, and and they just couldn't see us because they were with mm-hmm. somebody else. And we felt like that person was bad news, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that is probably the most superficial one. Um, and then something happened um, when I was writing the song. I, I actually got to thinking, like, sometimes I think we should turn love songs back into us and looking at us and singing to us, singing to ourselves. Mm. And so I think there are so many situations that I could have avoided a lot of heartbreak, a lot of drama, a mm-hmm. lot of pain. If I had mm. sung back to myself, Ryan, you deserve better. <laughs> you know, wow. and the second you have to start asking yourself the question, do I deserve better? That is a really strong indicator. And I also noticed as I wrote this song, I started telling people that were going through things that were, were not good for them, not healthy. I would say things like, you don't deserve that. And it was like mm. a light bulb would go off. And I, I, it hit me, you know, 
it's like we don't we're not comfortable saying what we deserve is we're not comfortable as a as a as a society stating mm-hmm. like I don't deserve that or I deserve better mm-hmm. than this and so I just feel like there's so many wrinkles that to to my life experience that are kind of summed up in this song um, and wow. it came out, you know, when we were writing writing this. And, uh, of course, this one is fun for me because, like, I get into the soul, you know, vocal. Mm-hmm. I just love this type of music. And um, I was really excited when when this one came together and came out last year in 2020. So, yep, this is one of my favorites. It's a great song. And we have another surprise for our listeners. We're going to play it live on air. So, Ryan, please introduce your song, You Deserve Better. This is Ryan Hagen, and you're listening to my single, You Deserve Better. Love between so much disrespect. Ain't you tired of watching grown men back? Why are you still mess with them? You don't need that again I see you and I know you can see me Tell me that we're thinking about the same thing It's time we talk Shade Champagne Show on Grindhard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
we're still here with recording artist and songwriter Ryan Hagen. So, Ryan, you're a man of faith. Tell me about when you first believed in God and how has your spirituality and faith impacted your career and life? And I want to preface this to say, too, so it's funny to me how people will try to separate spirituality and faith, but to me they're one and the same. So when you were talking about meditation and, you know, and mindfulness, I thought it goes right into alignment with faith as well. So I'd love for you to share with us about when you first believed in God and how has your spirituality and faith impacted your career and life? Absolutely. Yeah, I think my first experience with God was when I was um, six years old. Um, That's when I became a Christian and um, shortly thereafter got very involved with the local church. And, you know, my family did not come from like a Christian background per se. I mean, Mm -hmm. we might have gone to church like on Christmas and Easter and that sort of thing. And so it was it was just mm-hmm. so interesting how God really reached into our family and shook it up. And so coming from that aspect where, you know, I didn't have generations and generations of family that were deacons and preachers and all of that, this, this was truly like a, almost like a new generation, something in, in our family. It felt mm-hmm. um, very authentic and real. It wasn't something that was forced. It wasn't something necessarily that, I felt an expectation around per se. Mm -hmm. So I also in my life, as I look back on it, see chapters. And so um, I, I identify as a Christian today. Um, I will never Mm -hmm. lose or leave that faith. Um, And yet also I believe there is an aspect of faith that is missed. um, And that is the alignment with God. That's the, spiritual connection with God. I think sometimes we think of God as this deity that's just sort of sitting out there and he's sort of unapproachable, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. unattainable. And I think there is this innate connection that's within all of us and the ability to connect with God and be Mm -hmm. in alignment with him. And so I see meditation as a way to release the things that are blocking that, to clear the things that are preventing it, and Mm -hmm. to ask God to come again and to align with me. And so I think that is how I view spirituality and faith blending together. Um, Mm -hmm. Because really in the, in the, (laughs) the analytical world that we live in, people could look at faith and go, well, you have no proof. You know, and it's like, well, the proof is in the way that I experience God, in the way that I feel, mm-hmm. even worship. You know, people, when mm-hmm. they go to church and they're singing and they're experiencing God through worship, there's a feeling or an experience that no, uh, you know, uh, microscope, <laughs> you know, in science, no Petri dish can capture. It's, 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 um, mm-hmm. it's a, a subjective experience, I suppose you could say, but it's one that is so real. And I think that that is where my faith and spirituality have, have blended together. And I do think you're right. They are one and the same. I mean, there's, it's almost semantics, you know, but um, Mm -hmm. it it has absolutely impacted how I view myself as a creative. Um, Mm. You know, I could probably sing about, (laughs) you know, all the general things in the world that, you know, everybody expects Mm -hmm. out of a pop song. And and I'm not even hating on that. I think there's a place for fun music and dance music and all that that, you know, God can work through that, too. We need those moments and Mm -hmm. and everything. But 
I feel like in some way, you know, my uh, platform will be used to expose people to truth and honesty mm. and authenticity and um, a real message. And that can be fun and that can be pop, but it also, mm. I, I feel like that's where my draw is. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think it has had a major impact on, on how I see myself as an artist and I'm excited mm. in whatever way God chooses to, to use that. Mm-hmm. I love that too. And you can feel, like I said, that authenticity in your music and that transparency and vulnerability that unfortunately we haven't always seen in religious and faith-based environments. Because once again, if you're just looking at God as this far away deity, like you said, and where you can never connect with God, then you always will feel the need to have to perform and not perform like how we perform as artists, but the need to like put on this air and you can't actually be your full self. And so I think that's really cool to see that through your music, you know, um, that, like I said, with that transparency, that vulnerability, really telling stories. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God shines through that. And that's a part of your spiritual connection. And other people are able to receive from that, too. Wow, that's powerful. I love what you said about performing. And um, Mm -hmm. I think there's one, there's, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day with Brene Brown and, uh, there was a her. psychologist on there. Yeah, I love her. Um, and they they were talking about the difference between being uh, uh, the difference between performing and being performative. And I'd mm. never thought of it that way before. But there's the idea that you know when you use your gifts and you're performing using your gifts, that's that's performing. But being performative is to your point, trying to do something to earn favor or earn, you know, a blessing or earn attention. And that's just really not what it's about. And it's not fulfilling to do that, even if you did mm-hmm. get what you were exactly. trying to get. So I love what you said there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's cool, too, because I will say one of the most exciting things and exhilarating things I've been seeing in the past couple of years, and even, of course, we've seen it a lot through this pandemic, is the body of Christ and church are becoming so much more open to things that they would have not been open to before, like meditation, like yoga, mm-hmm. and other types of holistic health practices, because in their mind, like you said, it's woo-woo or it's evil or demonic. It's just all these, these scary things we've been taught growing up. But then they're realizing, like, man, people are dealing with and they have been dealing with all types of trauma and mental health issues. And the way that we have been teaching them things is not working. So that means there has to be another way that God can be able to reach them and bring healing to them. So I just love, like I said, that you shared about that within your faith and spirituality as well. And I think it could be a huge blessing to a lot of people. If they, um, if they're able to receive that and not only have to look at it from one way. Absolutely. I mean, the prayers and meditations that are in Proverbs and Psalms in the Old Testament. I mean, my goodness, even the other religions that came out of those geographic areas. I mean, where meditation, some of the things that we think are woo-woo, where those practices were such an important part of their culture. I mean, these people lived in the same countries and areas i mean and it's just that mm-hmm. they embraced yahweh they didn't embrace you know other other gods so i mean mm-hmm. this stuff has been around for forever and i think there's mm-hmm. this craziness that has been spread throughout the church where it's like we we think that there's some sort of demonic thing and i'm like mm, no god can work through 
any practice that you know that is obviously wholesome but i mean it's it's this is a way for us to connect with god and i think that if we approach it with that intention then god honors that and so yeah i mm. think that even the fact that it's mentioned in the old testament in, in particular i'm thinking of some verses that it's, it's mm-hmm. just silliness for us to be afraid of that mm-hmm. i love that and then lastly i might want to thought I love that you, how you said scientists and, and some people that are, you know, more cynical will say, like, they don't believe in faith and how can you see faith. But then you also have psychiatrists and medical health professionals have proven that when people have a faith, when they have spirituality, when they believe in a higher power, that they also are sober for much longer periods of time. If not for, you know, um, like if they struggle with addictions, they're able to live in sobriety for much longer, if not, you know, for the remainder of their lives. Also, people, they Mm -hmm. said, have much better health, much better mental health, emotional health, you know, relational health. And so it's just funny to see how sometimes they'll go back and forth, but then you realize it's been proven that it actually brings a lot of health and wholeness to people in their relationships. So you can see it. It just may not look the way that they expected it to look. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think science – can take a cynical approach, but to your point, I think there are so many powerful things that are coming out, especially in the social sciences, where we're seeing the positive effects that come out of a life that's been changed and informed by faith um, and just the more positive outcomes and mental health that come from that. So you're spot on. I I love how you said that. Mm -hmm. And so being a performing artist, Ryan, and being a creative, how do you deal with things like stress and negativity and doubt? Oh, wow. Doubt is especially one that I have been challenged by. Um, I think doubt is my humanity telling me a lie that God can't take Mm. me from my point A right now to the point B that I feel destined for. And sometimes that point B is exactly as I envisioned it, and sometimes it's different. Um, and that's okay. Being open to it looking differently is, is also important. But I think that sometimes I think as creatives, through comparison, uh, as we talked about earlier, doubt can creep mm-hmm. in. And um, we start to believe that the only path to success or fulfillment or achievement is by looking like, acting like, um, being like, you know, some somebody else. And that's just not mm-hmm. the fact. I mean, go, you know, if you're a person of faith, go back and look at Moses. The dude couldn't mm-hmm. talk. I mean, the guy had had so uh, right. little confidence. And God worked mm-hmm. through him, and so in a way, I feel like uh, I'm certainly not putting myself up as Moses, but I think conceptually, I feel a little bit like a Moses because yeah, you know, I I got my start late in life pursuing music. Many of these people who are pop stars today, I mean, they started, you know, being in front of the camera when they were you know young, 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 and they're Disney stars and all this. And so I mm-hmm. felt like I'm behind the curve before. Um, I doubt mm-hmm. my abilities sometimes, and um, mm-hmm. I just come back to the idea that I'm going to wind up and be where I'm supposed to wind up and be, and I, I yeah. really mm-hmm. do believe that. Um, and the negativity uh, to the other part of your question that that I, you know, I feel like there are a lot of people who may try to weigh in on your life or. Um, 
people who you may read their pages on online and things that you just have to be careful about what you consume and, and from whom you mm-hmm. consume it. I think you just yep. need to to come back to, you know, your own intuition and, and to ask for God to, to show you the truth about advice and certain things, because there are people who project and can weigh in and read into your life, their own insecurities mm-hmm. and their own issues. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, there's a, a particular, I have a particular person in my life who was very cautionary about me giving up, you know, a very comfortable uh, corporate career to really take a Mm -hmm. risk and and take a jump and and to leap into music full time. And Mm -hmm. the whole reason was behind money and, and, you know, what about insurance and what about your 401k? And I'm like, my goodness, if that's what's going to stop us from doing what's Mm. our calling, I mean, Really? That's what I want to die mm-hmm. with money in a four hundred one k. No, no way. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, I think there's just uh, there's a certain uh, there's a cautionary tale, perhaps I guess, but also mm-hmm. being able to say, but I'm following where the Holy Spirit's leading me. I think that's um, what has allowed me to overcome the negativity if people want to weigh in and, and tell me that I need to sing more like this or I need to do more of that or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. that, those are some just some some of the top line things that come to mind uh, with those. And there mm-hmm. is a lot of that going on right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so obviously you're very fit and you're into holistic health and wellness. You know, um, how do you prepare for your performances and for your tours when you get back on the road? Is that something that you do, you know, just in general? You're always into health, wellness, and fitness, or do you um, step it up for your shows? How do you prepare for performances and tours, Ryan? Yeah, I think the idea around fitness is, I don't know, it can kind of get misconstrued a little bit. (laughs) For me personally, it's I deserve to feel good. I deserve to feel my best. And so mm-hmm. that's why I just have created a lifestyle around it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like a part of my life that I do between five and six mm-hmm. and six fifteen or something. It's, it's like, it, yes, it is a me time. It's a, it's a aspect mm-hmm. of my day, but it's a lifestyle. It's, it's created around. I am most right with God when I feel healthiest and I think that that mm. is a uh, part of the calling on my life. And so I feel like if I'm not taking care of my temple and feeling my best, then I'm not going to be in alignment with God. So that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. where my frame of mind is on, on um, physical health and, and wellness. Um, as far as preparing for touring or shows or performances, um, you know, hey, just being careful about little things like dairy. I mean, I'm not a smoker, but, you know, I have some friends that mm-hmm. are in the music industry that like mm-hmm. to indulge. Uh, you know, they will take a break from that when they're when they're performing. That's not a struggle that I have. So mm-hmm. I, I think everybody's journey is a little bit different. But um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if it's a lifestyle, it's not something where you have to create this, like, binge um you know, approach to trying to get ready and looking the part and mm. sounding the part. So um, I also do, and this is so interesting to me, and I think you will get this as a as a creative, like I am always working on my vocal. I'm always training and working and doing techniques um, on my, on my mm-hmm. voice. And I think 
so many people think that, you know, Beyonce just woke up and could sing one day and she never had to do anything for it. It's like, I know for a fact, because <laughs> we have the same <laughs> vocal coach, that she trains right. and works at it, and she goes into beast mm-hmm. mode and works at it, and that's why she is, you know, the queen. Mm-hmm. That's why she is where she's at. And so that's right. like, for me, it's a challenge. Like, I'm like, okay, I got to be on top of this every day. So vocal health is super mm-hmm. important to me. It's a part of the way that I uh, prepare is just by including it in part of my lifestyle. So it's something I do every day. Health and wellness is, is something I do every day. Um, and it's just a, like I said, it's a frame of mind. If you tell yourself you deserve to feel the best that you can, that's the lifestyle, you know, and you'll forget all the diets and the fad diets and the, you know, the newest and greatest workouts and all that. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. <laughs> it's about how you feel. Right. So mm-hmm. that's so good, Ryan. And so how can people book you for gigs, listen to more of your music and stay connected with your happenings? Absolutely. Um, I would say the best place to get me is on my Instagram, which is Ryan Hagen music. Hagen is spelled with two A's. Uh, that's my handle. Um, you, there you can find my website, my email. Uh, best, best way to, to book is through email. Um, and so that's, uh, that's my primary platform. I do have other social media and it would be the exact same tagline as well for all of that. All right. And before we wrap up our time together, it has been so amazing. And I've just had a wonderful time with you on our show today. Tell us about your single reset and then we're going to introduce it and play it live on air as we close out this episode. I talked a little bit about how sometimes the past can haunt us. And, uh, you know, it's true that we all have to have an awareness around what's happened in the past, uh, but it's also true that we've got to be able to heal from that and release it. And so that song is about uh, the experience of somebody coming into your life uh, that is in almost a spiritual way, like they press a reset button, and it makes you not just forget the past but be able to heal it. And so there's something healing about another soul that can come into your life and make you realize that it was all for a purpose. And so Reset is very much so a love song about that person, that person coming in. Uh, And so that is the gist behind that song. Uh, It's probably one of my more, you know, R&B kind of groovy type songs, which I love. I love it. Yeah. It's an amazing record, Ryan. Thank you. So would you like to share with us any more about it before you introduce it? I had my um, first experience ever actually doing a solo music video on this on this record. Um, I had one of my best friends in the whole world do it with me, uh, uh, Crystal Walker, and it was like it just all kind of came together. Um, this this song, this record, this campaign. Um, this particular uh, track and the You Deserve Better track really hit it um, in the UK. It really connected with the audience over there, um, got some love on the radio, and um, I just was so excited that, you know, something that I was doing got that kind of attention. It was uh, really encouraging wow. to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the fact that um, – that other people connected with with it and uh so yeah so that is uh this is one of my babies this is one of my favorites right here this is ryan hagan and you're listening to my single reset
Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in to this special episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grind Hard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you so much to Ryan Hagen for being on this show. I've had a phenomenal time with you. I'm looking forward to supporting you and your music more and more and staying connected. And also I'm excited for the audience to be able to hear more of you and to stay connected with you as well. We will be back soon with a brand-new episode. I've been typing out the words and then deleting, I'm afraid of pressing. Cause every lesson that I ever learned to love, that is gonna end. But you see the pattern in me, got me rethinking everything. Cause the way you got me floating while I'm falling is the best it's ever been.
We're anchored in hope. The Sade Champagne Show. And we keep the faith, entertainment, education, inspiration. Sade Champagne, Sade Champagne. Welcome to the Sade Champagne. 